Almighty God, bless the reading and hearing of your word. Prepare us, Lord, that we may be like children eager to learn and grow in you, ready to understand your word for this day. As your scriptures are read, as your word is heard, let the utterances of our mouths and the meditations in our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, by your Holy Spirit and your Holy Church. And let God's people say, Amen. Our reading today comes from the prophet Zephaniah, chapter 3, verses 14 through 20. Sing aloud, O daughter Zion. Shout, O Israel. Rejoice and exult with all your heart, O daughter Jerusalem. The Lord has taken away the judgments against you. He has turned away your enemies. The King of Israel, the Lord, is in your midst. You shall fear disaster no more. On that day it shall be said to Jerusalem, Do not fear, O Zion. Do not let your hands grow weak. The Lord, your God, is in your midst, a warrior who gives victory. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will renew you in his love. He will exult over you with loud singing as on a day of festival. I will disaster from you so that you will not bear reproach. I will deal with all your oppressors at that time. And I will save the lame and gather the outcast. And I will change their shame into praise and renown in all the earth. At that time, I will bring you home, at the time when I gather you, for I will make you renowned and praised among all the peoples of the earth, when I restore your fortunes before your eyes, says the Lord. So the word of God for the people of God, thanks be to God. I was thinking about this scripture and the story that it tells, and I started to think about how we've been talking about Advent being a celebration of what has happened, what is happening now, and what is yet to come. And there's something about the idea of redemption that really speaks to the now. And I think it speaks to the now because it's one thing to know that sometime in the past that you were forgiven, and that sometime in the future you'll be forgiven. But there's something monumental about knowing in the moment, in the now, that you have been forgiven. And it really struck me that so often when we think about Christmas that we get worked up and we think about what has happened, and we don't think about that continual forgiveness that leads us to be children of redemption and what it means to be redeemed by God. And I started thinking about how we do a lot of planning and we try to get things just right around Christmas. That we try to buy the perfect gifts and we try to host the perfect dinners and we try to have everything just right, just the way we want it. And I started thinking about all those things that we try to be. And I started thinking about how nice it is to know I don't have to be perfect. Because I started thinking about all the different roles that I play and all the different ways that I could be down on myself for feeling like I wasn't quite as good as I should be. I thought, you know, maybe I'm not quite the dad that I ought to be. 
but I know that God is with me. And God will give me the help that I need. Maybe I'm not the best husband I could be, but I know that God is with me to help me figure out what problems I may have and fix them. And maybe I'm not the best pastor I could be, but I know that God is with me. And maybe I'm not the best friend I could be, but I know that God is with me. And I started thinking about what that really means and how much of a burden it lifts. Because though I want to be the perfect dad, I know I'm not, but I also know that that's okay. Because if I can love my children the way God loves me, then they'll know that I tried. And if I can care for you the way that God cares for me, then I'll be the best pastor I can be. And if I forgive how I want to be forgiven, then I know that God can see past my flaws that maybe others can too. But I started thinking about what it means that God is with us. Jesus, our Emmanuel. And I started thinking about the fact that Christ's birth gives us something that we can relate to. It's hard to relate to a king. We think about a king and we think about a kingly estate. A place with so many rooms that you're not even sure what's in all of them, but you never have to clean it yourself because you've got other people to do it and you don't have to cook your own food. And Other people take care of so many things for you. And I don't know what it would be like to be a king. But the king that I relate to isn't born, isn't born into high estate. He wasn't born into a palace with servants waiting on him hand and foot. He was born a child and a birth like any other birth. And I can relate to Mary and Joseph. I can relate to wondering... How am I going to take care of this child? How am I going to be the best parent I can be? Will I be able to do my best? And I can relate to that child. Born in a moment and just seeking love. Born into a family out of love. And I start thinking about how much Christ birth means in making God relatable. It's hard to understand a God who can know all things and see all things and be all things. It's hard to say, I'm like that God. But when we think about God born as a child, born as we were born, that lived as we live, died as we die. That it lets us relate to God in a way that makes it so deeply personal, that makes it so understandable, that gives us the impact of knowing that when we say God is with us, that we have that presence and that feeling of somebody who cares for us enough to come and live our life, to understand our troubles and our worries through human eyes to speak with a human mouth, 
to be raised by human parents. To love as we love and to care as we care. And yet to be so much more. Being able to relate to Christ in that way and to be able to relate to Mary and Joseph gets us closer to understanding our own redemption. They were there. Parents like any other parents. Forgiven as we are forgiven. For whatever faults they may have had, whatever doubts they may have shown, whatever worries they had, God was literally with them. And God is still with us today to relieve those worries, to let us let go of those anxieties and those fears, to know that we may make mistakes and we may have to fix them, but doesn't define who we are. Because God defines us as his children, loved, cared for, forgiven because of that love, and that we walk in his grace and his mercy, and that we have it to share with all those who seek the same. When we remember that Christ was born, we remember that he died, and he died on a cross to bear our sins. He was born that we could relate. Died so that we could be loved. And rose that we may have hope. Christmas is a time that we remember all of these things and we let them be part of our life in this day, in this moment that we aren't waiting for God to show up because we know that God is with us. We may be waiting for Him to come again in final victory, but we know that until that day, He is still with us because we know that He came. And when we know that, it gives us something that gives us hope in every moment, in every action, in everything that we do. But when we start to think, that our actions may not be big enough. We can remember that it was the birth of a child. A birth in a lowly place. In a small city. In a regular little family. that in that moment they may not have thought anything of their actions, of bringing a child into the world, other than it was a joyous occasion for them. They may not have been thinking about the fact that millennia later, people are still celebrating that moment. They celebrated the joy of that moment because of what it was. And God celebrates the joy of our moment because of who we are. Redeemed by his love and his mercy. Loved as his children. Carry that love this Christmas.
remind others that they are loved, that they are forgiven, and that they are blessed. And know that you are blessed to be with a God who loves and understands you. And know that he is with you always and everywhere. Amen.